Welcome to the Life Source Church Money Works Podcast. Welcome to Life Source Church. We are excited that you've decided to join us today. This is our final day of podcasting for the sermon series, Money Works. Many of you are asking if we are going to continue doing this. The answer is, we don't know. (laughs) Um, As the Lord leads, we may consider doing this more, um, probably not on a daily basis, but we're excited that you have enjoyed what we have been putting out, and we hope that it's been a blessing. Um, Money Works has been a series that got a lot of emphasis because I think it's really crucial to where we come from as Christians. Um, What are we doing with our stuff, but really what can really grab a hold on people's life and money? Um, And we've heard a lot of great things on that. Um, Today's sermon, um, do you want to give us a quick recap if they haven't watched it? Sure. It's about uh, missions giving, really straight up front, but missions giving is kingdom investing and learning how to do that uh, and deciding that we want to do it because we want to do it, God will enable us to do it, and then life really gets exciting in a good way. So missions giving is something that you touched on as having an internal impact, and if you, if any of you guys want to touch on this, um, what was your thought on um, how that works? Maybe you want to explain a little bit of what your understanding is on how that works, where he had mentioned giving $5 at some point, and thinking about the possibility that that was a tipping point for something to happen in the mission field. Um, you used to be a missionary, so maybe you can explain how even $5 might be, you know, everybody's $5 matter, right? Uh, absolutely. That's where my head went immediately. Um, in fact, in our small group, Life Group, last week, uh, we were talking about how the majority of our givers were 5 and $10 supporters. And so, you know, sometimes we think, you know, oh, $5 isn't going to make a difference. Uh, $5 for somebody can be hugely generous. Uh, but not only that, collectively, I mean, it puts someone on the mission field and keeps them there and sustains them. And that's exactly how God can use something. And I mean, I always go back to, you know, three loaves, two fish, and what God does with that. And so it's sort of the same kind of a principle. $5 multiplies it. Right. And actually, if we had 100 people or households do just $5 uh, a month, right? That's what, a buck and a quarter a week. Mm -hmm. If we had that, we'd be able to add two more missionaries and then be supportive of them. Yeah, which is incredible. So going forward, I mean, we've talked about a lot of different practical ways for people to give and hearing over these past, what, now we're in the fifth week, right? And hearing people talk about the different ways that they've been challenged or the things that they've thought about, has anybody up here heard any specific practical ways that people have been challenged um, in their giving and maybe how that's played out? I know some of you have mentioned that. Uh, I have. I, uh, in fact, I, I didn't mention the first service, and I did in the second service, uh, how God has challenged me personally. Uh, that as I was working on this sermon, all of a sudden it hit me, and I'm, it just became clear. Uh, I have an allowance. <laughs> Every month, you know, it's my pocket money that I have, and, and it made a determination to take $20 less a month so we can give $5 more a week to missions. And it's just, I'm excited about it, right? And um, we had uh, a young couple talk to us about their experience, and hopefully maybe they'll get them on video sometime to tell the story a little better. They now own what they call a malachi coffee table, okay? Uh, 
in, in, Malachi, in Malachi the, being Malachi. the Italian prophet. Yeah, that's right, the Italian prophet, Malachi. <laughs> anyway, uh, because God had been working in their heart, and that very week, last week, last Sunday, they had determined, okay, we are going to give a tithe. Instead of waiting till they had, you know, all their money was done and giving something that was left over, they decided to give a tithe up front, off the top. And uh, they settled on it. They were excited about it. They came to church. They did it. And they worshiped. And they had been off and on thinking about getting a new coffee table. Uh, they weren't sure about it. So on the way home, on the side of the road, there was somebody who's had a coffee table sitting out there. No sign, nothing. They stopped. They looked at it. It was beautiful. They opened it up. This is immaculate inside. It's probably a pretty significant you know, cost to have bought it new. They went and asked, is, it, are you really sure? is this really free? And they said, yes, it really is. Well, they couldn't get it in their van because they get the kids, and they couldn't get it to fit in their van. And so the guy said, well, where do you live? And, and he, he put it in his truck and took it to their place for them. And so now, but to them... It was like God confirming, here I am, I'll take care of you, you know, I know what you need. In fact, I can take care of you well. You just trust me and do it. And so that was a really exciting story, you know. And then, so they call, jokingly call it their Malachi coffee table. <laughs> That's great. Um, I love hearing those stories. Um, even the story that you shared about just being faithful with making a determination about what to give for missions in your sermon. Again, if you didn't watch the sermon if, or if you weren't here, check it out. If you're already on YouTube, it should be right next to the window you're watching right now. But check it out. Um, hopefully it will inspire you in um, specific ways. Um, as we stand up here and we talk, um, I'm going towards all, I mean, all over. There are so many things that have happened in the past four or five weeks here, even in my own life. Um, and I'll just share, and maybe there's something you guys want to share, but is on um, with my family. And I'm raising right now, I guess you'd consider it a young family. I have three boys, and they're under the age of six. And we have an infant, a one and a half, almost two-year-old, and then a six-year-old. And it really starts to make you really have to think about how are we going to train somebody? You know, what we have learned and what we have taken with money, uh, specifically the sermon series we're talking about, but how do you raise somebody else? Right? And you're, I get Dave laughing next to me here. <clears throat> but it's, it's the idea of we started praying and um, because we have a small vehicle and we have three kids and they're all in car seats. And a couple months ago, we said, well, it may have been a little more than a couple months ago, but before our child was born, our third child, we said, we need to get a different vehicle. And so we started praying. And, and this isn't a sermon on prayer, but I'm, where I'm going with this is that we started teaching our six-year-old that God provides everything you need. If you need it, he'll provide it. He'll bring you, to, and it doesn't mean free, okay? I've heard great stories, <laughs> great stories of people receiving yeah. stuff for free. Yeah. And even in the sermon series, I believe last week, groceries or whatever came, but we didn't expect it to be free, but, and the story is still being written right now, but we've been praying for months. We really haven't been able to go anywhere as a family, and we're okay with that right now. We're just waiting on God's timing. And then out of the blue yesterday, someone sent me a message saying, hey, I just saw this minivan, and um, you might want to take a look at it. They're nice people I know, and maybe you'd be interested. Now, I hadn't told anybody I was looking for a minivan. So this person found me, and so I contacted immediately, and there's nothing miraculous happening yet. But the exact dollar that they're asking is the exact amount that I said I was going to pay on a vehicle. 
and it falls in a really good, it's a good spot. They're listing it in excellent condition, um, a whole bunch of good details with this. And I'm going, the, the cool part and where I'm going with this is we always try to be faithful with what we have, okay? Whether we save or whether we give, we always go, God, you're gonna, we're going to trust you. We don't, we're not pulling out a car loan. We've determined that we are not going to do another car loan. And it's really neat because we're able to look at our, I looked at my son yesterday and I said, this is a perfect teaching moment. And I said to my son, listen, this could be the vehicle that we've been praying for for months. And he got a smile on his face, you know? And I think where I'm going with this story is that you are able to teach people as well through your actions and through what you do. So it comes back to the giving element again is, more than just saying what you believe is right, start acting on it and you will be surprised. People will be encouraged by that as well. People will see that, well, they, they might not see that you're giving, you know, when the <laughs> offering plate goes by, but, but people will, you'll be demonstrating with the rest of your life the same thing. Um, does anybody else have any stories of how giving has maybe affected you or things that you have done? Um, and Drew, I know that you have a, a little girl now, which you aren't quite teaching her about giving, but... <laughs> But maybe there's some things you've already determined in your life and you've learned that you'd like to share. Yeah, not quite uh, uh, being able to teach her quite yet. But uh, for my wife and I, um, we've been living just on my income, which I work at Walmart uh, in the pharmacy, uh, don't make that much money. And even with just my income, we were not able to meet our monthly goals uh, for the past couple months. But somehow, we don't know how, um, we were able to. And on top of that, we were able to um, give money to missions trips uh, for two of our teens in our life groups. Um, and it was just money that uh, came in unexpectedly. So you know what? Let's give it away. Um, it's not ours. It's the Lord's. And it's something simple. Um, and not only that, God provided. We made all of our bills, everything, nothing late. Um, how? I still have no idea how we made it. Um, but we did, and it's just a, it's a good testimony to keep some you can share. Say, you know, I don't make that much money. Look what you can do for God. That's cool because that really fits right in with what we talked about in the sermon today, right? Purposing in your heart because it's what God wants us to do here, and, and he provided you with extra, right, to do that. Um, I have a, just, I guess I'm going to look at the clocks around here. Fast. Uh, just, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but we... Um, had gotten into debt with credit card debt and not stupid stuff, but because we had got into our house and then we ended up being surprised. There's some, several thousands extra that all of a sudden we had to pay that we weren't expecting and, and all of this kind of thing. And so, and then the way I just, it, long story short, we had about $17,000 worth of credit on a credit card bill. And, and, you know, we didn't want to be there. And so we began praying about it. We wanted to get out of debt because we felt that that gives us the freedom to serve God the way he wants to. And we said about that, and we still don't quite know how we managed to do it or how God did it, but two years later, we were out of debt. And if you had asked me if I could come up with $17,000 in two years, I couldn't have. I don't know. I mean, I know somehow it got paid. It got paid. I get that. But seriously, we don't know how we were able to do that. But we were looking to God to do it, and he did it. And we heard the story on last Friday of Jen and Jeff. They shared similar scenario. And I think Jeff threw out the number somewhere in the $40,000 range of loans or debt that they, had, that they had accrued, right? And how they were able to do it. I think he had said 16 months. So for people who are out there thinking there's no possible way, 
if at the very least, a practical step would be to talk to somebody, spiritual advisor or financial advisor, because um, I have a feeling a financial advisor, if he's not a Christian, is not going to tell you to give while you're getting out. So that's why I threw in there to talk to both, you know, get a good idea of what you need to do. But I had a question for Dave, um, and if you don't have an answer, that's fine. But but in our life group settings, which we've all been a part of here, um, it, we're all in different groups, so we all are going to have a different perspective on this. But is um, during your time meeting over the past five weeks, we've been discussing things of matters of the heart, but how it relates to money. Um, has there... What have the people been, is there been struggling in the life group that you're part of at all with any of the topics? And if so, like, does anything stand out to you where people are like, yeah, I want to step out in the faith there, but it's a holdback. Can you just talk a little bit about maybe some of the life group topics that you guys have brought up? Sure. Um, you know, we've looked at this and we've got a pretty good cross section of people. Um, some who are just learning the whole principle of how to give and doing that. And some who have been doing it for years. And so just the idea of keeping, like for those who have given for a while, and that was something I'm glad you brought it up, um, for people who have been giving for a while, keeping that fresh, because um, that can be hard. You know, you can get used to just either writing a check and putting it in or going online and having it be recurrent and just not even kind of being aware of it. And, you know, I, I've done that at some points where, you know, you write the check or you write a bunch of checks and then you just put them in the, the offering. But I know for myself, I've been really challenged, and I think a couple of people in the life groups, to really consider, God, you know, is this what it needs to be? Should I be doing this? And just keeping that fresh. Um, I know we do it kind of on an annual basis, my wife and I, as far as how we're going to give and talk to the Lord. And it's cool, um, you know, because we do it separately in the sense of she'll pray, I'll pray, and see where the Lord leads us. And I think only one time that I can really remember that it wasn't the, 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 the same amount, which to me, was, it's mind-blowing when you really think about it. Um, but that's kind of how cool God really is. Um, you know, he, he wants to be that involved. Yeah, and another example, this is, this is my life group, but it's someone who's in life group, but came and uh, talked to me today and was saying that he began feeling convicted because, I mean, they've been tithers for years, but he, he realized, you know, they weren't tithing off the gross. They were mm. tithing off the net, what actually came in the check. And, and he said he started feeling, wait a minute, I should be giving off first the top fruits, yeah. before, before the government or anybody else gets that I need to give to God first. And so he and his wife have stepped out in faith and done that. And, mm. and you know, that's exciting to hear, too. Well, yeah, that determining in your heart, I mean, that's alone with God. And that's what he wants. Uh, I mean, money is this whole kind of context we've been talking about. But I think ultimately God wants our heart. Because if he has our heart 100%, just like you said, he's going to convict that, oh, you know what? You need to change it here. Or, you know what? You really need to save a little bit more because you, <laughs> there's some stuff coming up that you don't see that I know about. And... Um, I think we get so caught up in, oh, how can I live and trusting and all that, where it's like, I need to give God my heart completely. And then you will trust. You'll, you will align your feelings with the truth that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, you'll never beg for bread ever. Because right. he's faithful. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be wrapping up here. <laughs> um, but... We're doing a whole weekend. Yeah. Right? This is the wrap-up. We're, we're not going to do the rest of the week here, which I don't know if we had actually advertised that. So take this in. You know, right now, just soak in what we've said. It'll last the rest of the week for you. Um, but I, I will end on the point that Pastor Dave had just mentioned, was that God is really not interested in your money. To him, it's a material item. 
He is not material. He is spiritual. He wants your heart. And again, we're not talking about your blood pumping muscle. We are talking about you, the seed of who you are, your spirit, and how you relate to God. This is what he wants. If you are holding back in this area, you are holding back your relationship with God. You really are because you are valuing something more or you're trusting something more than you are trusting. Yes, and you're, you're being robbed. So we really encourage you as pastors up here on stage, we do not want you to have this feeling that we are begging you for money because we are not. We truly want what's best for you, and we stand up here united when we say that we really care about you, and that's what we're looking for in this whole sermon series is that God would change your life. Um, and, and if it has to be in the area of money and you have to demonstrate it that way, then do that. If it's a different area, which someone could have been convicted about as well think about how you can give all of yourself to god uh, so i guess we're wrapping it up now there's no final comments all right then everybody enjoy your monday and the rest of the week and we look forward to seeing you here at life source church